Whole group instruction lends itself well to teaching new reading skills and strategies and writing skills and strategies. Now, while there are different components within your literacy block, more specifically your reading block to begin, there is one area that works beautifully to foster skilled readers who are equipped to navigate a range of text and to increase a love for their reading, and that is through your read aloud. And with this read aloud, it is also going to allow you to also put a big focus on creating skilled writers, and that is what we're going to dive into today. So we are going to be touching on exposing your students to different genres and how that can positively impact their reading and their writing skills. I am going to be sharing a strategy for you to be able to introduce genres and then put it into practice by way of writing. If you are ready for this structure and these quick-to-implement ideas, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. I am thrilled to be talking with you about literacy. And I'm actually going to be talking about reading and writing today because I feel like it's been such a long time. I just have to give you both. But as you know, reading and writing work hand in hand to build and craft that skilled reader and writer that I know we are all looking for. So what we're going to be talking about today is your whole group instruction. And your whole group instruction really does work well for being able to teach these new skills as a whole group where everyone is getting that same experience and then being able to turn that into another experience by way of your small group and then letting them explore independently. Now, before we dive into specifically discussing your read aloud, I want to kind of rattle off some of the key benefits of your read aloud time. Now, I'm sharing this because I know that sometimes we take that read aloud for granted. You know, we have small groups and we have, you know, writing compositions and we have all of these things that we have to do. And so sometimes the read aloud might get cut short or you're just picking up the book, reading a little bit of it and closing it more for enjoyment versus for teaching a reading skill or strategy. And so it's really important that we actually focus on this read aloud time. Now, if you can focus on your read aloud and specifically use it with the intentionality of thinking about some of these key benefits, it is going to change the game for your readers. Now, your read aloud comes with these benefits. One, vocabulary development. Books are filled with vocabulary. So if you are able to look through certain texts and find where you can pull out that vocabulary and teach your students, whether it's looking at 
a suffix, whether it's looking at a prefix, whether it's looking at a root of a word. Where I'm going with this is that vocabulary is key in comprehension and in development, and this is also going to follow your students in their oral language and in their written language. So books are filled with this. And so when you're picking your read-alouds, this is an excellent time to embed some of that vocabulary naturally and develop that. Building background knowledge. This is a skill that I think we oftentimes just kind of glaze over, but this is how students can be able to build that background knowledge, being able to think about the topic or the characters or what key events happened in the book, and then being able to make these connections and also sharing what they knew before, and then seeing how their knowledge is growing. Comprehension skills. This is great. Read aloud times, you can be able to embed as many question opportunities as you can to be able to deepen student comprehension. That segues really nicely into critical thinking. When you are allowing your students to have an intentional time with this text that you have thought through and you have planned out, it is going to allow them to think more critically than just sitting down, listening to a story, not having to do any of the work or thinking within it, and then putting that book away. So critical thinking is key. The big one here, exposure to different genres, and that's what I kind of want to dive into today. But of course, there's all of these benefits that I could equally go really deep into. Cultural awareness and empathy. So through your text, that is a great opportunity to bring in diverse text where your students are now being able to think differently or be more considerate or actually be empathetic depending on what was happening in the text, and that's going to strengthen their cultural awareness, their language development. As they're listening to the way that an author writes, they can start producing and saying that same type of language, and they can also use that language within their writing too. Learned reading behaviors. This is key because students learn reading behaviors through our modeling. And so your read aloud is the perfect thing that is going to assist with this, that modeling piece. And so you could be teaching them all types of reading behaviors and things that readers do or things that you expect them to do as a reader. And they're not going to know how to do that if you're not modeling it. And if you're not doing read aloud, the chances of them being able to learn that behavior is going to lessen and lessen. Social interactions with peers. When you have your read aloud, your students are whole group with you. And so this is a great time where you can have students turn and talk or they can get into little small groups of three and they can be able to discuss whatever question you give them or discuss something that's happening in the book, whatever their takeaways and thinking might be. And that's just merging all of that comprehension, background knowledge, critical thinking into one, as well as language development. And so you're really missing out on those social interactions that students can get. They can talk and they can engage with their peers by way of that read aloud. And if you're not doing it, you're kind of withholding that experience from them. And then increased motivation for writing. A lot of the time when you are bringing in different texts and you are asking these questions, it's a perfect opportunity to say, you know what? Today, I want you to write about it. I want you to get a sticky note, get an index card, and I want you to write it and then stick it over there or put it in this jar, and I'm going to pull some and read them. 
And just because of that excitement, your students are now going to be motivated to write and share about what that read aloud was about. And so you're also getting opportunities for writing. That list truly does go on, but I really just want to touch on the exposure to different genres by way of your read aloud. Now, most of your students are not going to naturally venture out when it comes to exploring a variety of genres. They're just not. They have those specific books that they just have known to like and love, and they really don't want to deviate from that. And similar to a baby, students are not going to know what they're missing out on until they realize that that even exists to start with. And so we are now wanting to move past just the milk in the bottle. And we're trying to go to all of the soft foods, the blended foods, the different types of baby foods that they can be able to just kind of taste test and see if they like it or not. And the fact is, is that some of the things that they try in the very beginning, they might find that they like and might kind of hit a sweet spot that they're like, ooh, this is delicious. I love it. And then there might be some where it's like, ugh, that's not really my style right now. And that's okay. The exposure piece is what's important. But as we know, is as we grow, sometimes our palates will change and we will then end up being able to enjoy other types of genres. So I'm really speaking to a range of grades because depending on where your students are, it's really never too late to expose them to these genres again. So your read aloud is going to be great for this. And This is going to be a great time to share genres and to share authors that they might have never explored on their own. So while I do enjoy reading a book from start to finish, one of your reading goals can simply be exposure to incorporate more opportunities for diverse text. So if you are ready to do this, this is your simple implementation that you are going to try. First, you are going to select a certain book. Now, I want you to think about a genre that's different from the norm, like science fiction, maybe biography, maybe a fairy tale or a mystery. Or you can even think about a certain author, an author who is known to just write quality texts that can positively influence your student writing, maybe like Judy Bloom or Roald Dahl or Andrew Clements, and that's just a couple of examples. But You want to select a certain book that is going to be a little bit out of the norm for them, and that's going to be your goal, your reading goal for exposure. The second step is that you're going to read the summary on the back. Now, I mean physically turning the book around and reading the synopsis models an important reading behavior for students. They often are not going to turn the book around and read the summary to see if it's a book that they're even interested in. They're just going to look at the cover try to look at the title, and then they're just going to sift through. So by you actually showing them, taking the book, flipping it over and saying, oh, I'm going to read this summary or talk to yourself. Ooh, I wonder what this book is about. I'm going to read the summary on the back and flip the book around. It's going to teach them that behavior that then they can take on within your classroom, but also outside of your classroom. The third step after you read that summary is you're going to taste the book. Now, this is where you're going to open the book and just read a small portion of the text. Now, depending on if it's a picture book, you might just read the first couple of pages. If it is a chapter book, you might choose to read just a couple of the paragraphs. If it is a pretty 
easy chapter book, you might read the first or second chapter. Or it could be an excerpt pulled from the middle of the book. At any rate, you just want to give them a little taste of that book that's going to leave them wanting more. Now, a pro tip for you is that no matter what part or page or paragraph or chapter, whatever you choose to read, you want to make sure that that is a captivating part and that you're reading it with expression. That is going to be what draws them and ultimately is going to be what is going to make or break that tasting of the book for them. Do they want more or are they ready just to put it back on the shelf? Now, after you have tasted the book, you're going to, number four, dramatically end. Yes, you are going to read and all of a sudden, you're just going to stop dramatically. I mean, close the book shut and that's it. This is the perfect way to immediately gauge the room and see if students are, one, interested in that genre, two, interested in that author, or three, really engaged with that title, and then based on what you read, they're wanting more. You're going to know by the moans and groans that you hear when you stop reading. It happens. Students will be like, no, keep reading. No, oh, don't stop. And so you're going to kind of know that like, ooh, they're engaged with this type of genre, and that's just going to be something that you're going to be able to now open their eyes to and allow them to explore further. So your fifth step here is going to be to sell it. You can sell the genre or the author to students by inviting them to finish the book on their own or to check out other books that are written in a similar fashion. Now, this is a great time to introduce a new book bin of books for self-selection. And so you can just simply be like, oh, if you loved Andrew Clements, well, guess what? He wrote all of these other books right here, and you might be interested in those too because you like the way and the style that he writes. And so that is just a way of kind of helping them to understand, oh, if I like this, then I also could like this over here. So that is just a very simple routine that you can do with your read aloud, specifically focusing on exposure to allow for more opportunity of diverse text to come into your classroom and then get into the hands of your students. So your five steps there are to one, select, select a certain book, two, read the summary on the back, three, taste the book, four, dramatically end, and then five, sell it. That is going to be what you're going to follow for your read aloud. Now, I told you that reading and writing do go hand in hand. And so now I kind of want to piggyback off of that tip above of the exposure to different genres and how that can heavily influence writing in a positive way. Well, that's because books are filled with writing and being intentional with book selections are going to allow you to get more exposure to that author's craft, which is how we want to show students that they can be able to write. So doing a deep dive into an author's craft is going to allow you to focus on descriptive language, sentence structures, character development, keen vocabulary, and more. Different genres and different authors have their own unique structure and way of writing, and as students read, they will see what they too can do as a writer. So what you want to do here is to be purposeful and double dip as you are reading books with your students. I am a double dipper. 
I would not recommend it with foods, but I do recommend it with your text in your classroom. If you can double dip, this is just a way of working smarter and not harder to get the same desired result. So what you'd want to do here is as you're reading your read aloud, you're going to want to have a sticky note handy and you're going to write down the different crafts of writing that you're seeing within that book. Then you're going to want to stick that sticky note into the front or the back cover of the book so that you can constantly reference it, but not just reference it, you can actually add to it. So from this point, you're now going to have some text that you're going to be able to repurpose. You can bring that book back during your writing mini lesson and dive into that text with a different lens. You can use this mentor text to support your writing skills and your writing strategies, focusing solely on the writing craft of the author. So bringing these familiar texts into your mini lessons are going to save you time from having to feel like you have to introduce a new storyline or a new type of composition and having to ensure that the comprehension piece is solid well before you can actually get into the craft. So when students already know the storyline, then they can focus specifically on the language used by the author. They're not having to try to do both, understand what the text is about and what's happening comprehension-wise. They can just focus on the language. And you can also do this in reverse. If you use a certain piece of text for your writing mini lesson, you can then use that same text during reading time to examine a reading skill or strategy within it. So double dipping really is the name of the game. So I hope you're excited about this and that you are already thinking about the next read aloud that you want to bring in and thinking about that genre. What genre are you going to challenge yourself to expose your students to by way of the genre itself or the author? And then also thinking about getting that key reading skill and or strategy in there because ultimately I know that's what you have to teach too. But it's a beautiful way to be able to do multiple things at one time. Now, I'm going to be testing out some different ways that I want to end my episodes because I honestly just want to have a lot of fun. And so for today, I want to end the episode with a couple of national days. Well, actually a few. I love national days, and this is a way that I get my students involved and excited about Not only knowing what kind of weird, crazy, wacky days are out there, but also really cool and interesting ones, but it also allows them the opportunity to get so excited about it that they actually can write about it. Today is October 9th. I am going to read these to you, and you are welcome to introduce your students to these national days. You will read out each prompt to them and then let them do a little bit of writing. If you are listening to this and it is not October 9th, guess what? you can still share the October 9th National Days with your students, so here we go. Did you know that October 9th is National Leif Erikson Day, World Post Day, and National Fire Prevention Day? So here are your three prompts. First, write about a time when you discovered something. Tell about where you were and how the discovery happened. Second, Imagine that post offices and stamps did not exist. Create a new way to deliver the mail. Explain your new process to mail things to other people. 
And third, write about fire safety. What are things people need to remember to do and not do in order to keep bad fires away? I hope you enjoy these prompts for October 9th, and I can't wait to be back with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.